On today's episode of Gathering the Kings. You know, everybody is set in their way. You have a great plan. You have this rail written down on a nice piece of paper and then COVID hits or the storm wipes out your inventory or, you know, that type of stuff. It happens every day. I mean, you have bad things happen every day. Yeah. Um, So where do you pivot your company? You're going to change things. It's going to be online. It's going to be, I mean, whoever thought Zoom that we're on right now, you know, three, four years ago is going to be the way it is. Um, Right. So that's one thing is, is learn to pivot and keep an open mind. And, you know, the direction that you originally set out in the class you thought you had isn't going to be the one you might stay on. Um, and be open-minded to that. Change is hard, but that's something that it, it happens a lot in business. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine-figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high-performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, Gathering the Kings Nation? Chaz Wolf back at you this week. And my guest, Nathan Lang, owns multiple businesses. And this guy, not only does he own multiple businesses and the multiple seven figures, but this dude looks to solve problems. And so I want you to listen to the story, not only just how he was successful in the things that he did along the way um, of, of taking over a family business and then building up other brand new businesses, but they stemmed from him solving problems. And so as an entrepreneur, that is what we do constantly all day long is we are solving problems. We are solving problems in the marketplace. And Nathan is an incredible example of not only solving problems, but doing it at scale to where he can literally create not just an idea or a hobby or a small business, but businesses that are taking care of multiple teams of people there are people in his community that should be extremely thankful for the fact that he sticks out his neck constantly to solve problems. So I cannot wait for you to hear this, this uh, episode. Grab your pen and paper. Nathan's got a ton for you. All right, guys. Gathering the Kings, Chaz Wolf. I've got Nathan Lang here. Welcome to the stage, bro. Thanks. Uh, glad to be here. Thanks for coming. We really appreciate um, you just be willing to take a few minutes out of your day and and uh, bless us with your your knowledge. Uh, tell us what kind of business you have, man. Um, I got a couple different businesses. Uh, I got one uh, business that does natural stone uh, from granite countertops to landscape supplies, masonry supplies, um, as well as uh, monuments that you see in a cemetery. Wow. Uh, another business I own is going to be insulation. So we do spray foam insulation, fiberglass, and there's also waterproofing foundations. Yeah. And then uh, recently started a, a property management uh, where we're going to develop some commercial property for a leasing of other contractors and such. So, yeah, I love it. And I know a little bit wide of your, range of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, but they're all tied together. And, and, you know, from, from uh, us talking off air, you know, I know that they've started for different reasons along the way. And so I'm curious uh, to hear you talk a little bit more about that, but before we get kind of into the journey and some of the things that you've done along the way and such, but uh, tell us why at this stage, like, okay, so you just said, I'm about to start a third company, property management, leasing, but you know what, blah, blah, blah. 
but you already have multiple businesses that are at the seven figure mark and you're crushing it. And for all intents and purposes, you've made it right. But like, so why, like, why do you continue to push now? I guess part of it, well, the reason we're, we're adding on another section is out of personal need somewhat. Uh, we wanted to add a location. I looked and looked and looked, couldn't find one. So, well, it's, it comes down to if I'm looking, other people are looking. So why not? You know, we're in the position to be able to buy some property right on a major highway. Uh, let's build out a building, make some property available for other people like me that aren't, you know, need a small building to lease out of there, just ready to move from the transition to moving from their house to a offsite property where, where they yeah. can lease that. Um, so that's kind of where that transition went to, to add that section of things. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and this is, you're just like super practical about, you know, that answer as well as just some of the other story that you've given me about your history, just, you know, it made sense. Like I needed it. So other people would, so great, might as well do it. But like underneath that, underneath the practicality and logic, okay, why would you go through the process of starting a company and offering the cert, like when you don't have to, obviously? Is there is there like is there like this innate drive for more? Is there like you know, like you want to get to eight figures? You want to become a billionaire? Like what is it? I don't know. Yeah, um, I guess yeah. I got a lot of internal drive to to succeed. I got I got a lot of ideas and vision, and um, can see a lot of the future and, and growing and and taking people along with me. Um, you know, as as I've gotten bigger in the company and stuff, and, and we've grown. Um, it's awesome to see your fellow employees grow with you, uh, whether it's a new truck they bought, whether it's a new house they bought, and to see the joy on their faces and as well as our family grow and the stuff that we're able to do internally um, with our family and friends compared to where we were, you know, when you're scratching together and working multiple jobs or whatnot. So, um, and actually I probably work more now than I did with multiple jobs because I, I have them. But, you know, it's it's the... I don't know. I just see a lot of things that I can accomplish yet. And I'm, I don't feel like I'm anywhere close to done. And, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of the drive is, is bringing the people with me, yeah. know, family, friends, employees, promoting within and, and structure like that. Yeah. I, I love that mindset. Um, you can have that before you're able to help others, like legitimately in your own businesses, bring your people along. They can buy a new house, new truck, you know, all the things you mentioned. Um, you can have that mindset before, but you're right. Before you actually get to that point in your business where you can provide the opportunity where they can make that type of a money, it's just a thought. It's just a dream. Um, and and you have to keep your head down and keep growing the business so that it can get big enough yeah. to be able to then offer those those uh, things to other people. Yep. And so that's the transition, right? Like the warrior to king stage. I know we talked briefly offline about that briefly, but you know, at the King stage, you're, you're thinking about the community, you're thinking about your team, you're thinking about your family, buying your time back, you know, all that fun stuff that uh, seems like the light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, that's why we started all right. Yeah. You start a business and you get going and you're like, all right, I'm going to do this. So I, I can set my own hours or I have my own freedoms. And then you realize that you work seven days a week and sun up to sundown and, and that's not there. But you know, there's just a transition to get there. And hey, it's a long transition, depending on how you know, some people it's quick, some people it's not, you know, I've been at it for a long year, a uh, long time. And, um, you know, it's just it is a little bit just recently, um, which we can cover later on too about of the a little bit more freedom within the company too. So yeah, yeah, 100%. Good. Um, I think that's an excellent start. Let's go back um, you've got a you've got a unique story on on how 
uh, business uh, came into your life originally? Were you always like this? Was it the way you were raised? Like, give us, give us how it started for you. Yeah, I mean, I think I always had the entrepreneurial background. I mean, I remember back when we were in elementary school. I mean, I got a picture of my wall that me and my buddies were in where Longville is the turtle race capital of the world. So you'd literally little green turtles and you'd go find them and you'd bring them in a cage and you'd rent them out and you'd make money, you know? Wow. Um, so I have a picture of that renting turtles and I have a picture of, you know, just different things in, in whether it's, you know, a shop class, I could weld together a, a boat trailer for a guy and, and make 50 bucks, you know? So it was, yeah. it was always a, a way to, to better the current situation, whether it was to be in the good graces with the principal at school and build him a bookshelf. You know, there was always a way to better yourself <laughs> financially awesome. and, and other, other ways. So um, yeah. I guess it's kind of how I've always looked at everything. You know, and I, I go to a project or I go to an event and I, I'm the guy that sits back and looks at like, man, who built all this and what did they charge and how does it work? You know, I'm looking around at the structure and my wife's like, what are you yeah. doing? I'm like, I'm just looking at all the scaffolding set up or whatever it may be and the trucks it took to get here. And that's right. my mind works like that. I always look at the background stuff and say, somebody did this and how they do it. And, you know, yeah. you know that's kind of how I was built. I, and growing up, my dad, you know, uh, our, our granite company, um, we just recently purchased that uh, actually, well, the end of this month will be one year. Wow. Um, but I grew up in it. My parents started it, um, you know, 37 years ago, I believe. And so I worked alongside my parents their whole way, uh, yeah. very hardworking, kind of went out there. I mean, I remember every day after dinner, we'd go out to have to work in the shop to get a project done. So yeah. uh, growing up in that atmosphere and and um, this kind of led me on to other things. I would see things in the business that we were hiring a subcontractor for. And I'm like, well, I could be that subcontractor nights and weekends if the company can hire me to do that project, but I can make more money. And then, yeah. you know, so it, I just kind of keep diving off into left and right there. and. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting that you had the opportunities to be able to even do that, let alone know or have the skill set to then fulfill those requests. Would would you, you know, knowing knowing how you were raised, let's just say that, would you would you change anything about that to be able to better prepare you for business now, or are you doing anything different with your own family? You know, like to to prepare them any different. Um. Sounds like you had a pretty good, pretty cool entrepreneurial upbringing. Yeah, I think um, you know I was brought up during the building of the company, which was awesome to see because it, I, I see what it took. Um, you know, you didn't always get to dinner time. You didn't always, you know, granted, I mean, family's everything, but at the same time, you know, if something went wrong or something problem happened in the company, you were there to provide, so you you had to maybe step away. Um, yeah, and another, uh, you know close family friends they were in the same thing i mean sometimes you missed a christmas or you know what i mean like if something broke down or equipment broke down you had to fix it and you had to move on so i think that was awesome to see and then i i grew up you know in every aspect of the company so i started at the ground i shoveled i swept you know when i was young um right. I worked my way up and with my own kids the same thing you know i never uh i'm not somebody that's going to push my kid to do this, our business um you know i i believe every kid has their own direction and they need to find yeah. that on their own yeah um i'm the guy that's going to give them great opportunity if they want it i'm not going to push them um as far as in the business and in what i do um you know someday yeah i'd love to have the kids take over but if that's not in the cards you know it's not there it's, it's not sure. you know sure. i'm not going to be hurt about that but bringing them up i mean my son he um 
followed me along. He would come to work with me nights and weekends. He did some sandblast lettering, you know, on the side as extra money again. Yeah. Um, my daughter's 11 and she, uh, she's doing filing. She wants a job this summer. So she's going to start <laughs> scanning old files into a computer system. Yeah. You know, so she, you know, teach them the aspect of what money is and why you have it and the good things you can do with money. And, and, yeah. you know, it's, and, you know, accomplish something every day. You know, yeah. it's, yeah. At the end of the day, it's not all about money. Obviously, it's it's you want to have a you feel good about yourself at the end of the day for the task that you accomplished. So. Yeah, hundred percent. That makes me think of um, something that my dad says currently. I didn't grow up with my dad, unfortunately. <clears throat> we met when I was twenty four, but he has said this many a times since I've gotten to know him. He would say things like, "You know, I just wanted my kids to know a good, honest day's labor, so that way, at the end of everything." they could at least know how to work hard to provide a meal and and survive, take care of themselves. And that's in essence what I just heard you say. It's like, yeah, there's there's opportunity and we'll teach them this. We'll teach them money mastery. We'll teach them how to you know, organize multiple businesses and all the fun stuff that you and I get to do. But but the baseline is, look, work ethic. Here's what, here's excellence. Here's what, here's what good things look like. Here's good choices. That's what I'm hearing you say from, from like a father's perspective. At least that, those are my dad ears perking up, you know, am, am I catching what yeah. you're saying there? <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, that's the nuts and bolts of it. I mean, um, you know, through the whole journey of everything, I mean, you need a hard work ethic. I mean, you can't, you can't slough off and, you know, do a, do a nine to two and, and think you'd, you know, you're going to get further along. Don't tell me you're not going to have a bad life, but you're not going, you know, if you want to be the overachiever and you want to go further, um, you know, it takes that extra work. It takes that uh, above and beyond attitude. And then a hard day's work is what it is. Anywhere you do in life, I mean, if you put a hard, honest day's work and work hard and feel good about that at the end of the day, yeah. you're going to succeed. Yeah. You know, sometimes it takes a little longer, but it is there. Yeah. Yeah. The time frame is, is everything. So we'll get into some of that. But um, let's talk about a bad decision. Um, that that you've made. Now, granted, I, I want to hear maybe two answers from you. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask double work of you today as one of my as my guests. But you you bought into a family business, and and was it already seven figures when you bought it or or not? It was. Yes, it was. Okay, so you have yep. the perspective of so the company of, was. Go ahead. Sorry. Yep, the company was a seven figure company, and we were really based in um in countertops. Let's say the granite countertop industry. Yeah. And in 2008 hit, I mean, our company dropped by, by 80, 90%. I mean, our, yep. it, it went way down. Um, we might even do below the seven figure number there for a while. And then we, yeah. we had to build that back up. And I was part of the build back up stage, uh, kind of when I took over running the things middle of there, my parents, I mean, my dad was the guy, like I said, he, he's like, well, I can make more money going and driving a truck. So he drove a truck for us and I kind of took over the day to day stuff and, sure. you know, to make ends meet at the same time help build that company back up and then uh you know and, and last year we've seen huge growth growth i think we grew you know um 34 last year wow again um and then we're we're you know hopefully setting ourselves up to do at least that or more uh yeah. projection wise for this year that's incredible and then the insulation side yeah the insulation side i started from the ground up yeah um yeah you know i just i wanted my own house insulated so i thought i'd buy a spray foam rig and uh, I figured, why not? I can do it. Somebody else does it. I can do it. Right. And then, uh, uh -huh. you know, it was, it was an honest, it was a blessing, uh, through the whole curse, you know, and we, uh, we built that company up and, um, it was a blessing through the building of the house. I needed the extra money. So, 
yeah. everybody was calling me to do these projects and I, I kept growing it and, you know, we were, were busy and then I uh, came to a point of almost selling it. And then we ended up uh, finding a few employees and kind of growing and, and, yeah. uh, you know, now I think there's 10 guys on payroll in that company and, and we have multiple rigs and the new location is going to be for the spray foam company or, you know, yeah. full insulation company. So, yeah, you're, you're doing kind of the, you're doing the thing. You, 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 you did the thing you, you bought, you bought into a thing, you helped build, rebuild the thing, you built your own thing. And so the, the, the question about a bad decision, um, I was kind of setting you up there for, for multiple angles or maybe multiple answers is that you've seen different angles, like, okay, multiple seven figures now drops down. Now we're rebuilding, starting something from scratch, literally in all of that, or maybe there's even a couple different bad decisions in there, but what, what bad decisions can you share with the listener right now? They got their pen, they got their paper, they're ready. What shouldn't they do? Or what did you do that they should avoid? Um, well, you can always use the cliche of there is no bad decisions because you always learn from it, right? That's right. Um, That's right. <laughs> but, um, which, which is very, very true when you, you look is. back at things. I mean, I've it made is. some decisions and you're like, what the heck? But you learn and you grow through that as well. But I agree. Specific, uh, is uh there's two things that come to mind is is one is very relevant in the last two years is going to be pivot um you know everybody is set in their way you have a great plan you have this rail written down on a nice piece of paper and then COVID hits or yeah. Yeah. a storm wipes out your inventory or you know that type of stuff it happens every day i mean you have bad things happen every day yeah um so where do you pivot your company you're going to change things it's going to be online it's going to be i mean whoever thought zoom that we're on right now Right. You know, three, four years ago was going to be the way it is. Um, right. So that's one thing is, is learn to pivot and keep an open mind. And, you know, the direction that you originally set out in the path you thought you had isn't going to be the one you might stay on. Um, and be open minded to that. Change is hard, but that's something that it, it happens a lot in, in business. Yeah. Um, another bad decision that it happens and, um, and, and it goes relevant for, my both companies I, I had currently were running with employees is uh, keeping a bad employee mm. um, for too long. Yeah. Uh, you know, we all in that mindset, a lot of times of, you know, so that'd be one recommendation to somebody that's growing is you're, you got this guy and you've had him for a long time and, but he's, he's a bad egg and you know, he is, he's got a bad attitude or he's got something he's bringing everybody else down or he's just not doing good work, but yeah. you're like, well, I can't be without him. But at the same time, you know, if a guy's continually doing bad work, you hang on to him. So, I mean, right. there's there's always the give and take with employees, but, you know, you got to keep your head on the swivel with that, too. Yeah. Um, what what could possibly come from that bad decision of hanging on to someone too long? I mean, they can spoil the whole, you know, apple basket. I mean, they you get you get a guy with a really bad attitude um, and he's working amongst every, all the other people that you're working with. They're going to bring them all down. Pretty soon, everybody hates their life. Everybody hates their job. Everybody, you know, if you, you, there's guys out there that do that. They, they're angry all the time, and you, you don't know why. You don't know what it is, and, yeah. um, and they start telling everybody else that that works there. Pretty soon, it, it just trickles down. Or you get the the guy that's not doing the best work, and you keep doing him or moving him, and no matter where you move them in the position, they continually do the bad work. And not that they're a bad person; they're just not a good fit. They're not. They don't fit sure. your culture, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, so you got you kind of got to look at that and see what your culture is, and do they fit or they don't. Sometimes yeah. you're better off, and the attitude, the morale of your company might go up because that person everybody's like, man, we're all waiting for you to get rid of that guy. Um, we had a guy this winter. One of our um, employees was, you know, he was an angry person, 
And we hung on to him because we're like, we don't have anybody else. We need him on and on and on. And then we right. finally got into a big fight. Um, kind of the deal kind of exploded and he was, he was fired. And afterwards, the, the half the shop came up and said, man, what took you so long? Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, well, we were thinking the other way. Like, it's going to give you guys more workload. But right. so, you know, you're, you're in your head as sitting at a desk or an entrepreneur or wherever you're at. Yep. Um, you're thinking one direction and sometimes your employees are thinking another. So, you know, yeah. ask them, see where they're sitting. They'll be open and honest with them. So that's so good. It, and it's so real, too. I mean, uh, that's probably happened multiple times to you. Uh, it's happened multiple times mm-hmm. to me. Um, that exact example, too, of, of how you're just trying to protect the others. And the others are actually, they'd be willing to step up. They, they want to step up. They're, they're waiting to step up. Um, but, but we've made that decision for them, holding on to this guy or this gal, whatever it is. And, um, and that's usually my response as well. It's like, wow, I didn't expect, even though, even though we're both, you know, seemingly good guys, seemingly good entrepreneurs, good bosses, if you will, good people to work for, why wouldn't they want to step up? It's like, well, sometimes we just kind of oversee those things, but that's so good. So don't, so what you're saying, the, 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 the cap here, the point is don't hang on to the guy, just move on. Um, because you're probably going to have your other people step up anyway, or you'll get creative and figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times that the work they were doing wasn't up to par. It wasn't up to your standards anyways, and you're having to fix them or they were just a bad attitude and brought everybody down and everybody's workload, you know, everybody's work went downhill with it. So yeah, hundred percent. Good. Okay. Let's flip the coin here and let's talk about a good decision that you've made, whether it be with the building of the, of the rebrand or the the rebuilding or in the new business and, and maybe both. I mean, the best decision I made is marrying my wife, of course. Um, <laughs> now, you um, know she's not going to be listening. Give us the real... I'm just kidding. I, That's probably yet, what right I would have said. She might listen later, though. So, uh, <laughs> No, I mean, um, uh, good decisions. Uh, you know, another one is... That's funny. Is, um, is right back to the employees. I mean, promote the good ones. You know, bring yeah. them along for the ride. Bring them, you know, promote them. Um, get them to help you out. Ask their feedback. Um, as, as everybody grows and we take on more, you know, I, I get asked a lot of times when I'm in these different groups and stuff, they're, they, you know, people that are, let's say they are smaller businesses. They're like, so how do you do everything? And I'm like, well, I don't do everything. Yeah. I, can't. I mean, I have good people. Um, and I, I believe that, you know, I, we we're setting it all up in order to, you know, let them help achieve. They, they're going to make mistakes too. I'm there for guidance. And you can't come down on them for that. I right. mean, they are living and learning the same you are. They're not going to make the same decision you do. Hopefully you're, you're, you can guide them and help them, but you're going to have to step away. You're going to have to run to here and go here uh, or do that. And somebody's going to have to be there to make that decision. So a good decision is, is also the employee side is promoting or, you know, hiring somebody to take the position that you think, you know, that you're in or that you're not yeah. very good at. Yeah. You know, everybody in this uh, role has to decide what they're good and what they're not at. Some owners, I, I know many owners of businesses, they don't even sit, they don't even sit down in the office. They literally are in the field working every day and they hire people to do everything else because they're like, that's not what I'm good at. Yeah. So, but then there's the owners that are good at the business side of it and, you know, they need somebody that's in the production side or the, you know, sure. uh, warehouse side. So, yep. um, I'd say that's another good decision is, is the people that you bring along with you. I mean, I had a great example like with last fall. Uh, with my spray foam company and this company, we were, I was working, I was stressed out. I was just, 
crazy busy. The insulation, I mean, I was doing 30, 40 hours a week of sales uh, with wow. that. The, the granite company, I couldn't leave because everybody was asking me the questions. And yep. um, I actually got to a little bit of point where uh, I would say, I guess yeah, I don't I don't like using the word burnt out, but I mean I got to the point where there was like a week yeah. there. I was just like, man, what the heck am I doing here? You know, yeah. you, you come to the realization, but you're like, do I have the money to do it? Can I afford it? You know, and, and we sat down with my wife and we were talking about um, hiring a salesperson. Yep. And, and for this in, uh, insulation side, we did, and it was an awesome move. Yeah. And right off the bat, within two weeks, I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing feeling. Like, Why didn't I do it sooner? I get a phone call. <laughs> Exactly. You know, and I got a phone call and I can send it to that guy and he calls him back and I don't have to stress over, you know, three days that I didn't get to back to this customer because it, it bugs me when you don't. Yeah, totally. um, and then as well as in the, in the granite company, we promoted a guy to be a general manager to take off some of the day-to-day stuff off of mine. Cause both businesses are growing and there's more yeah. what I needed to do over here in the vision and the steering the company. So he's helping out with that. And both of those aspects of it, um, just changed everything dramatically. So yeah, yeah, that's I, huge. That's some, the good decisions that I'm hearing you say as a recap here is not only not only hire because first off you got to have a team to to bring them along, right? So you you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta give things away. Even at the level though, once you have those people and you're giving things away, give more away is what I'm hearing you say. <laughs> give give even more things, which which is which in essence then allows you what you said is to do the things that you're best at. And um, mm-hmm. like the decision to um, hire the sales guy. It's funny, as you were saying that, I was thinking, oh man, he was a sales guy. And then boom, 30 seconds later, you're like, I hired a sales guy. My life changed. I'm like, yes, <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> because listen, the, the, the guy who's listening right now, the gal who's listening, what you're thinking is, oh, I can't afford it. Or, oh, I'm, I'm scared. I'm terrified to bring on someone else. I got, and now I'm responsible for them too. And if I keep it small, then I don't need to worry about it. And I can just, I can, I'll, I'll take the customers. I'll, 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 I'll take the phone calls. I'll do the job or I'll handle the client fulfillment. But I'm telling you right now that there are other people. And to, to the point here um, that Nathan's making is that they're probably even more qualified than you to do whatever that task yeah. is. So. Yeah, I mean it is. It's if there's people out there that are, are that are great salespeople. Um, you know, you, you it's hard to find in the different industries we're involved with, but to, you know, you're not going to hire an expert most of the time. Right. But you can train them, you can you know, totally. coach them, you can help them along the way. And a lot of times you the same thing. And that and that's one recommendation is, you know, obviously I don't know it all. I, I learn as I go here and a lot <laughs> of this stuff is tried and true coming from, you know, my my failures here too is yeah. I, I know for a fact last fall, I was uh, crippling the insulation company because I couldn't get back to people. I was yeah. losing jobs left and right because I couldn't do it. And yeah. that's when I, that one, like I said, that one week, I just had to come to the realization, like, I can't do all of this. And and at the time, like the company is growing. So we're investing all our money back into it, you know, with the, with yeah. the new location and buildings and people and rigs and all of this stuff and inventory as we're growing. I need more inventory. So all my money is tied back up in the company. But I'm like, can I can I afford to do this or can I not? And I'm like, you know, like the conversation with my, my wife and I was, well, you know, I wasn't paying myself very much. And uh, and I'm like, well, I just pay nothing, I guess, and just we'll get this going. And, and you look at the bigger picture. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you have to take a step back uh, to move forward. Yeah. So and that's kind of kind of what I had to do personally, you know. Hundred percent, and the deal that the deals, the just one fact alone that that guy will close deals that you would not have even 
gotten will pay for himself. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. So when you run the numbers on it, it always makes sense, but it doesn't it doesn't take away from the emotional of like, oh, I'm scared or uh do we have the money or is that the right move? And 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 I know um that the guys and gals listening right now are thinking these same things. And so for you to be able to share these things that even at your level, it makes perfect sense that we know what the right thing to do is, but sometimes in that moment it's it's still we just gotta grind out that that type of decision. So let me ask you this when it comes to decisions. I'm just huge on decisions and and obviously, like you said, the cliche piece is that we don't make bad decisions. We just we have things that we go through that we learn from. <laughs> Um, do you have a process or a discipline of any kind? You said you tried it with your wife. Do you have a process that you follow when you try to make big decisions or just any decisions? I would say, I, I mean, I probably just go with my gut um, majority of the time. Now, as we've gotten a little bit bigger, I do have a team of people that I, I bounce ideas off and I get, sure. you know, their feelings and I get like that. I mean, when I, when I was growing through the business, I'm just like, well, I need this. So I go there and now I'm going here. I go there. I just, I'm all over the boards and that's just how it works. And it it works. Um, But as you get bigger and you're affecting more people's lives and the, and the, the risk is a little higher. um, I do value everybody's opinion more. Um, Ultimately, a lot of times I I can, I can see the end. I just need to know how to get there. So I kind of, I would say I almost work backwards, you know, like I know we're backed up in this. How do we make that? go away. Okay, we need to do this. We need to buy a machine. We need to reorganize this. How, you know, what's the steps to get to the end? You yeah. know, um, yeah. you know, you need to have a destination if you know you're going to go. Yeah. Um, and that destination is going to always change, but you don't get in your car and say, Hey, let's go to dinner. And you have no idea. You turn right or left, right. you know? So <laughs> if you know, you want to go to this certain restaurant, what road do I do to take to get there? Right. And that's, you know, the same similar thing. And, so I guess that's kind of how I make the decisions. And, you know, I, I always look at the ROI and what's it going to take and how many years, is you know, the payback on big purchases or right. new locations. And, yeah. and some of it is, 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 I would say most entrepreneurs are probably a little bit of a gambling kind of guy. I mean, <laughs> they're gambling, you know, some people don't. And, and I would say back to like, um, you know, with my wife, she's not at all. She's not a risk taker. And I would uh, probably say I am a, big risk taker i mean i will probably yeah. would i would risk most of everything to see what i want <laughs> so it's it, it really it's kind of you good, and you me know, both <laughs> and uh and so you know so that part of it and so i guess that's kind of it you've got to find the end goal yeah and what's it going to take and work backwards and, and and simply write it on a piece of paper um i found more effective in the last two months is write it down yeah you know uh it's always up in my head and it's always going but you know, write it down. This is what we want to accomplish and just start making notes and, and, um, and growing from that. And and the more you grow with the, the, the journey and the more people you meet and the more experiences you have, yeah. you know, a decision you made when you were, let's say, just starting out nowadays, like whether you need a tool or a saw or whatever, you're like, man, I don't know if I want to go spend a thousand dollars. I mean, it still crosses my sign the mind sometimes, but now, now it's not that now they're bigger decisions. But right. it's ultimately the same thing. Like you yeah. want to, you want to achieve, you know, whether it's financial freedom or freedom of your time or whatever may be the goal. And you know, how do I get there? Yeah, yeah. I love, I love um, the description that you've given, which is first the identification of where you're going. Um, I think that's huge. And so, as I kind of recap all this for the listener, 
you have to identify first what you want and maybe even why you want it, right? Like, okay, so like you said, maybe it's financial freedom, maybe it's more revenue, maybe it's more money, maybe it's a bigger team. Like, why? Where are we going and why? And to your to your dinner example, it's like, well, we're going to go to dinner at Eddie V's here in KC. And it's because they've got some amazing steak. Known for seafood, but man, bro, that steak. You know. The point is, is that we know. And so then that, that, that then fuels all of my decisions along the way. The turns, the amount of gas I'm going to need, maybe the type of dress that we wear, like all of those things. And so I think that what uh, Nathan has given to you is probably a clearer roadmap than he even realizes, which is if you can identify what you want and then potentially even why, literally as it comes across your desk, then all you have to do is compare whatever it is that you're deciding on to what you want. Does it help you get it? Great. Do it. Don't hesitate. Make the decision. Do it. Whether it costs money, whether it's time, whether it's scary, whether you want to hesitate, it doesn't matter. If it helps you get what you want, boom, you make the decision. You do it. If it doesn't help you get what you've already identified you want, you don't do it. Why are you doing it? You yep. run the other way as fast as possible. Not because it's a bad thing, whatever it might be, but it's not going to help you get what you have already identified what you want. I love what you said. Write it down too. That's a, that's an old hack um, that you can get from many books, something that I've done myself for many, many years. You write it down and I'll tell you what, Nathan's right. That stuff starts like popping up. Like, wow, that happened. I wrote that down years ago. Holy moly. <laughs> right. You know, the vision thing of it, it's a, it's a big thing. Um, I do believe big in that. I mean, I, so this piece of property we just bought, I drove by that piece of property for two years. Um, and I'd send a picture to my wife and I'm like, ah, oh, this would be a cool piece of property someday. And we could die, we could build, we could do whatever, we, you know, like it would just be a cool location for another landscape yard. And I didn't even own the company at the time, uh, nice. or it'd be an awesome location for my spray foam company, you know? And then we went looking for property. I mean, I was looking to lease and I looked everywhere. I looked at all these buildings. I looked at everything and nothing came out. Yeah. And I bet I called this guy who owned the property. All he had was a little sign in the corner for a sale. It was there for six, seven years. <laughs> Even in this economy, it was just, it still sat there. And uh, I finally got him on the phone. I bet after 15 calls, I yeah. just wanted to know what he wanted for it. For, for a year and a half, I called the guy. Wow. Leave message, you know. That's and, why I was still uh, on the market. <laughs> right? And uh, I mean, honestly, when it all came down, I'm like, really? That's that's what you want? Like, it's nine acres on a main highway? Is that like, it wasn't even near what I thought he was going to tell me. Right. And then it all, the you know, it aligned out and we were able to make it work. But, you know, I... You know, you can say it's your vision. You can say it's, you know, you, you work hard towards that goal, but it's kind of like buying a new car. I mean, when once you buy a white car, you see all sorts of white cars or Ford Explorers, right. you, see all Ford Explorers. you know, right. that's right. what's in your mind at the time. And that's what you're driving towards. Yeah. So I, I guess it. it's kind of a the formula there too. So yeah, put it in the mind's eye. Like you just said, um, that's, that's, that's so good. I hope that, uh, you're taking notes on this. I've kind of lingered on this moment for a moment or on this point for a moment so that you can take these notes. Cause I think it's just. So important. If I could nail down, I don't know, the top five things ever that's made me, you know, a ton of freaking money, and th this would be one of them for sure. So I'm I'm totally in alignment with you. So um, okay, let's 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 hop over to the speed round. Change the uh, change the pace here a little bit for the uh, for the listener. We're gonna go one word answers, but um, I'm I'm like known to like dig in and ask follow-up questions. So don't don't hesitate <laughs> to uh, give me more, especially if I ask for it. Um, speed round question number one is, you obviously have two large businesses and you've got, you're starting a third and you have all these 
important things that I'm sure you pay attention to. But if you could only track one metric in all of your businesses forever, what would it be? Profit. And is that profit on every job? Is that profit at the end of the year? Is that profit? No. Profit quarterly, let's say, if you want to track it that way. It goes right down to, like you just said, with every job. No, you don't make money on every job. Um, I would say another one would be that goes along with this would be customer satisfaction. Um, I will be, I'm the kind of guy that would go, I will lose money to make a customer happy. Sure. I've done it. I actually just had a meeting with my insulators this morning. Um, and I told, you know, one of the big things we tell them is we clean the job sites by every one of them. I clean the carpenter's mess, the electrician's mess, the homeowner's mess. When they, when they leave that job, that homeowner, that spotless, that costs me money. Yep. But ultimately, the customer's happy. They walk in there, they're happy. They're wild. Granted, yes. I mean, if they're not, if they, if if the project didn't go good, you know, I do everything I can. I'll be there tomorrow if I can. Sure. Um, we've we've sold steps and products before at a loss just because we made the mistake. Um, you can't make a habit of that. But in the big right. picture of things, the customer satisfaction and happy uh, happiness and helping, you know, helping them, you know reach their goal your customer's goal yeah. um is more important in that instead of watching dollars and cents on every single job yep. you got to watch your profit profit's not a bad word people like to you know people will be like oh my god you're making so much money on this and that well in turn most businesses you're not you I mean the profit margins are low and yes you're making a living you're making money and most companies put it back in but the profit is, has to be there yeah. um and, and even like last year with all these price increases and supply chains and all of this you have to watch it hard yep we raised our prices, I think, four to five times last year, you know, just to, because all of the different market shifts and what we had to do. And we had to buy product at a higher price in order to get it. Right. We had it, you know, yep. so yep. Uh, you got to keep track of that because if you don't have it, you're going to you're going to fail. Yeah, you'll go the opposite direction and, and fast. Yeah. Yep. So so what he said there, just to just to uh, make sure that you're paying along here, paying attention is you got to make money. But I loved how intimately he linked customer satisfaction with profit because if you have happy customers, it doesn't mean that you go looking for ways to lose money <laughs> to make your people happy. But <laughs> no. if they're happy, you're making money most likely. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to tell their friend they're happy. Yeah. No. Um, so that it, it just trickles down onto all of that. I mean, it's customer satisfaction. You're, it's got to be one of your, your main things. One of your main goals in businesses is to achieve what the customers, you know, trying to achieve, help them achieve their goal, help them achieve their dream of what you're looking for. You know, I always, another thing I always tell my, all my guys here, I'm like, you know, we're not just doing a granite countertop. I mean, we're building a granite countertop for our customer that saved their whole life. And all she wanted was a nice kitchen. Okay. This could be a second home in our area that this is a cabin and they've dreamt their whole life that they want a cabin on the lake and they finally have it. And we get to help them put steps to the lake. This was their dream. They've had their vision for years. Yep. We helped them with that, you know, and, and on the insulation companies, the same thing. I mean, it's, it, it's kind of, you can, you can say whatever you want, but I just tell them the guys like we're insulating their house for, for multiple reasons, but you know, that one bedroom upstairs in the corner, that's going to be their baby's room. Yeah. You know, do you want it drafty and cold and moldy because you got condensation issues? Or do you want to say when you're all said and done at the end of the day that, that you help that whole customer achieve a very well-balanced, healthy home so that you can continue on and be happy and and hold your head high about that and have the customer be happy for the next 30 to 50 years until somebody else remodels it. Yeah. Yeah. So big. Yeah. Giving, giving even your, your crew a reason to press in 
Mm-hmm. Um, all that's so good. I mean, we we could we could do a whole show just on that. Even if we just had <laughs> just that one piece, um, you would have provided <laughs> yeah. so much value. Um, but nevertheless, the next question is this: What book <laughs> would you recommend that a six-figure owner read that wants to get to the seven-figure mark? I have two. <laughs> Perfect. Double. Um, profit first. Yes, profit first. Uh, goes ties with my profit. Yep. Um, it's a very good book on on how to basically spend within your means. It's kind of funny. I mean, it goes not to go into deep with it, but it basically, I mean, if you have five dollars, you'll figure out how to spend five dollars. If you have a hundred, you spend the hundred. But if you have fifty and that's all you have, you're going to only spend the fifty. So it's a very good way to to structure that. Otherwise, I do believe it, it's it's easy to look at your bank account and say, well, I got some money. I'm going to go buy this or buy that, you know, and this kind of helps you structure that. And it, I think that's a good book. Yep. And another one's an old one is the think and grow rich. Um, it goes back to your vision of, of what you're going to, you know, you know, basically it's in the wording, think and grow rich. It, it's yep. your vision of where you're going to go and what you're going to accomplish. Yep. Uh, I can attest to both of those books. I think you're right. Paying yourself uh, first is basically the principle and making sure that the excess comes, um, after and and then of course thinking we're rich that's an annual read must 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 read that mm-hmm. book regularly very good okay so next question do you do you intentionally mastermind uh, or network with other entrepreneurs uh yes um more probably the more so in the last two years i've seen the value of this versus in prior years um I'm in a lot of different industries, so it does make it a little bit harder as far as what industries, but I did like this year, I had three trade shows I attended, you know, one for insulation, one for countertops and one for monuments. Um, Right. And also on that, I mean, you you know, you can, it's it's one thing to go to these things and you spend the money and you say, okay, the company's going to spend this much money. We're going to go to this event to try to network. It's the next thing to actually network. Um, Everybody can go walk a show floor. Yeah. Right. Uh, Introduce yourself, meet somebody. It's very hard, and it's harder for me. It's a lot easier now. I'm a talker, so I can talk my way into something. Sure. Uh, excuse me. And but it's very hard. I remember the first convention I went to. I mean, when we we're all said no, we walked the convention floor, went back to our hotel, and that was it. Like we sat there, and then we went to dinner with no one. And then I'm like, this isn't, you know. Then I'm like, no, I'm going to this cocktail hour, and I'm going to uh-huh. have a beer with these guys, and I'm going to meet some people, you know. And and now. I mean, that's just on the one industry. Now I sit on the board for the for the monument industry, and I'm a VP on the board. It's all volunteer for our organization, and sure. and yep. uh, I mean, it's just an awesome. And now you're in that your higher level networking, you know. Um, yep. Yep. And all of that, the conventions, the the any networking, whether it comes down to uh, your local chamber, you know, if you don't have any money, or if you're just starting out, your local chamber, your local events, your um, Every yep. town has an event of some sort. Start going to them all. Yep. You know, uh, another one is I um, actually on the the I'm the chief of the local fire department as well. Wow. And, I mean, that's you get some great um, opportunity to network with your fellow firemen that are all in the industry. Granted, I know them all, but now yep. we see each other twice a month. <laughs> you know. <Hey. laughs> so, um, but but all of that stuff is all networking. It, it yeah. doesn't necessarily like the set structure. Or yeah. mastermind or, or something like that, but it's all the networking part of it. But then I also do, um, like I said, in the last two years, I've done more of the mastermind stuff. I have uh, joined a few different groups, kind of like the one that you host, um, yeah. where, you know, if you want to level up, um, I do believe you need that. You know, there's other people that have been through all of this, whether you're a six figure, seven figure, eight figure, nine figure, wherever you're going to go in life, 
Yeah. If you're somebody who wants, you know, I'm starting out and I'm a five figure and want to go to six, we'll start talking to six figure and figure out how they do it. We'll start talking to seven figure owners and start, how did they do it? What are the trends? Where are you buying your product? What are you doing? How are you handling employees? Where are you finding them? Right. Um, these are all things that everybody will talk about. Um, yep. And I, the, the cliche of their competitor, even like the, the more I've learned the competitors out there. Yeah. You always have a competitor, but sure. I just went to a convention and sat with one of my biggest competitors and we sat there over beers and bullshitted and have talked about all sorts of stuff. Yep. You know, um, yep. And they're not really competitors. Everybody's there in the industry that wants to see everybody succeed. Yeah. You know, you always have yeah. your secrets that you're like, man, I don't like that guy. But at the end of the day, we all, you know, everybody wants to succeed. So, and, you know, it just depends on the level you're at, I guess, you yeah. know, it's to start with, it's, it's a local groups, smaller stuff. And then, but the faster you want to grow, you need to talk to the higher level people. Yeah. I mean, I've learned a ton in a few masterminds and, and phone calls and, and stuff like that, that it's, totally. it, it catapults you to the next level faster than you can get there on your own. Oh, 100%. And most, to your point, most people, at least clients of mine, one one decision instantly makes the whole thing, quote unquote, worth it, right? One connection, one, one uh, I didn't do that. And instead, I did this because I met so-and-so or whatever. Um, it, it can, you don't know what you don't know. And you don't know who you don't know. No. So um, I love how you said that because me being an introvert, I'm the same way as you described going to your first in, your first uh, conference there, man. Like getting out and like purposely talking, like that's a choice. That's a choice, uh, especially for someone like me who's an introvert by nature and it's just like, man, I, I I need to shake hands, and it's not easy, and I have to choose to do it. But the value that's come not only to my businesses, but to me personally, I have grown as an individual because mm-hmm. of hands that I've shaken guys like you. Like that's how we met. I reached out. I can't remember if was, you reached yeah. out to me or I reached out to you, but we reached out. Yeah. We, it, it, that's just how we, that's how high performers connect is you reach out. You don't care what other people think and you just meet people. That's just, that's just how things happen. And it's crazy. You meet, like I said, I sit on that board uh, we meet quarterly and I see him more than my family half the time, you know, my extended family. And I mean, they're good friends. You can pick up the phone. Hey, what are you doing? You're, you're sending goofy texts between people. It's it's more of a right. friendship and it grows and, totally. and the business side is is the easy side at that point. Yep, exactly. I love that perspective. Okay, last question. Um and and sometimes it's the heaviest. I leave it to the end. If you lost it all, what would you do, Nathan? What would you do? I would I mean I, I'd probably end up starting another business of some sort and <laughs> I, whether it's I mean, I don't know. It's just kind of my mentality. I always see something that I think to do. And I mean, I would probably fire off another direction. I mean, and you you work hard and you get through it and, you know, you you cut back on the things you need and you make it through it, you know, and grow it from there. Yep. I don't know. I just always, uh, you know, a lot of people say when they're growing up and stuff, uh, you know, not everybody knows what they were doing. I, I feel like I was fairly fortunate. I, I did kind of know what I wanted to do. I mean, I, I kind of felt like, you know, growing up in the granite business, I'm like, I know that that's probably, I mean, not probably, but that's like what I wanted to do. No one forced me to do any of this. Sure. Uh, the spray foam kind of fell on my lap, but I mean, it was, it's a great adventure and I love seeing it grow. And I love the people that are, that we work with every day and the, and the products we do. Yeah. Um, so I would probably end up starting another, another business and, yeah. you know, and it, some people say my businesses are all over the place too, but they're actually kind of linear. You know, there is kind of a ladder effect with them all. I mean, we go from waterproofing somebody's foundation you know, to insulating their home. So now we can do their granite countertops. We can do their landscape supplies their masonry supplies. 
you know, yeah. and then, I mean, yeah. if you want to get darker, it's some, the monument side, but, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I mean, so there's kind of a, a linear progression there. Are you saying you have them covered from the beginning that. to the end? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah. We got them covered from their home build to the end there. So. Uh, too model. much. Put that on the trailers. We got you covered from the beginning to the end. That's right. Hey, I only asked for one percent. Okay, I lo- learned long time ago. You don't. I don't need the whole pie. <laughs> I'll sell it to you for only one percent. Um, right, Nathan. Dude, this has been incredible. Your story. I-, I love the perspective of buying into a family business, a big family business, and then having to rebuild it. Obviously, there's family dynamics that I'm sure that went into that having something else on the side that's grown into an actual company. I mean, your side project ha- employs more people than, you know, 80% of the, the the businesses out there that are solopreneurs, you know? So mm-hmm. like, you're obviously a, a killer. You're obviously a high performer. So like, congratulations, number one, but just thank you. Thank yeah. you for coming. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, anytime. If, if somebody uh, resonated with just everything you've got going on, they want to connect with you, maybe they want to come work for you. I don't know. Um, how, would they, how would they find you? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm always willing to help with anything. Um, I learned a long time ago that, you know, you got to give to receive. Uh, so I'm always willing to help anybody's questions. Anybody's, I don't have them all. I'm a long ways from knowing everything. Uh, <laughs> but you can connect with me on Facebook. Um, you know, it's, it's Nathan Lang. Um, you know, I've got my my Facebook for my Northland Spray Foam Company, my Northland Monument Company, uh, but personally, it's Nathan Lang. Or you can, um, you know, you can contact me through my website of NorthlandSprayFoam.com or NorthlandMonument.com. Uh, my Instagram is uh, Chief Mutton, um, so you can kind of any anywhere you want there. Um, so we've got we've got lots of ways to connect you, uh, Nathan Lang. Yep. That's awesome, brother. Well, hey, I so appreciate you. I know the listener does as well. You gave uh, way more than we bargained for. So thank you again and uh, best of luck to uh, everything you have going on. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening to Gathering the Kings. We hope you got a ton of value today and learned a thing or two about taking your business to seven figures and beyond. If you desire more and want a community around you to help you get there, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. That's gatheringthekings.com. And I want you to apply for our next Becoming a King 90-Day Intensive. We are extremely exclusive by nature as a group. What that means is that we're really wanting only the entrepreneurs who take their business and targets super serious to apply. So if that's you, you think you got what it takes to level up your business, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com and apply. And we will see you on the other side.